0: Hello, welcome to the Menstrual Mogul Podcast. My name is Jacqueline, aka The Menstrual Mogul. And I need to ask you a question. When you hear the word self-care, what do you think of? I personally had to really reframe what I thought of when it came to self-care. And also, I just want to notate, I'm well aware that this is a vastly overused phrase. So inside of this episode, I really want to help you reframe what self-care is and how it could and should ebb and flow throughout your cycle. The proper definition, according to whatever Google source (laughs) I found it on, is self-care is the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. For me, personally, there is some truth to that. But I think of it more as self-care being something that you're doing for your future self and that your future self will thank you for. Self-care is being intentional with your time, your energy, and your actions. So it's not just the cliche bubble baths, massages, or things like that. It is actions and habits that are going to set your future self up for success. And so when the future comes and, you know, life throws a wrench in your way, you think, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I did that for myself back in the day, whether that's around your health or just having certain systems in place within your life. That's what true self-care is to me. And for so many women, you know whether you're a mother or perhaps you're a ceo with a cycle we are putting many of the self-care habits that will improve our future selves on the back burner i feel like we don't have that much of a hard time you know doing the bubble baths or scheduling a massage those are great things to do especially during certain phases of your cycle but there's other things that are hindering us that aren't setting us up for success and that are draining our energy instead of fueling ourselves back up and really taking care of ourselves. But I feel like many women and mothers and people that are in positions where you're caring for others especially, we think that self-care is selfish because there's so many other things to do. And let me tell you, there will always be something to do, whether it's in your business or in your personal life or helping someone that is within your circle or niche. However, I don't know about you, but when I don't prioritize some of my needs, such as working out, making some help. Healthy meals and getting what I need to do done within my business, it leads me to resent the action of how I'm helping others, if that makes sense. I'll give you an example of my own life that there were times in my previous business where I would have calls with clients and if before the call I didn't get my workout or like a good healthy meal in, I would go into the call kind of resentful that I had to be doing this because I didn't take care of my needs first. This is where the cliche phrase around putting on your air mask first before you help someone else is very valid and true because when we don't feel like our needs are taken care of and we're always taking care of other people, it puts a salty taste in our mouth. We feel drained and it's not a vibe that I want you going into 2024 with. We're going to make self-care sexy. We know it is not going to be egotistical or self-indulgent or self-absorbed or like selfish in any way. You deserve all the care in the world so that you're able to serve the people around you as your best self and they deserve that just as much as you do. And because you're listening to my podcast, I want to break down how self-care can look practically in your day-to-day life depending on what phase of your cycle you're in. Because to be quite honest, I'll get into this in a minute, but there are things that are cliche acts of self-care that could feel like actual torture to do them if you're in a specific phase of your cycle. And we don't want that forced vibe either, right? We want to work with the energy we're feeling at any given time in our cycle while also prioritizing our own needs. Can I be real with you for a second then? I started recording this episode yesterday. I got how many minutes? Four and a half minutes in and my dog ran away. So (laughs) I'm coming to you from the next day to talk more about self-care for each phase of your cycle. If you haven't listened to episode 101 about an in depth breakdown of the four phases, make sure to listen to that. But basically, when it comes to self care or giving back to yourself, I think that a lot of the actions or habits that we can be practicing fall into the higher energy phases and the lower energy phases. They're kind of the same for each. So the higher energy phases are the follicular and ovulatory phase of your cycle. ovulatory phase is a time where you are getting your energy back from having your period. You have a lot of creativity and you're wanting to be a little bit more social while the ovulatory phase is like the peak socializing phase of our cycle. And then for the lower energy phases, we have the luteal phase which is around 10 to 14 days. And that is definitely where we want to be the most cautious around boundaries and self-care and making sure that we're really prioritizing our needs so that PMS doesn't rear its ugly head. And then obviously the menstrual phase also falls into that downshifted energy phase where self-care can be similar to what the luteal phase would need. So what can you do during the follicular ovulatory phase when it comes to self-care? Because believe it or not, some of the cliche self-care that has you sitting still may feel like pure torture during this phase of your cycle. But some of the things that I see my clients and I loving to do during these two phases is socializing with family and friends that actually fill your cup up. These aren't the people that drain your energy or make you compare yourself or make you feel like Crap and like question everything afterwards. These are people that when you get together, it's a good time, it's fulfilling, it's belly laughing, it's a whole freaking vibe. That's who you want to hang out with, especially as far as self care goes during this phase of your cycle. It also could be fun to go to exercise classes or make sure you prioritize a hike or some sort of sport, something that is higher energy output. You could do something like an empowering event, like a photo shoot or a dance class. I know for me, I personally love photo shoots so much. Like they are my favorite thing to do. I love just like dressing up and getting different photos that I can use for social media. And I always, whenever I can, try to schedule them for a follicular or ovulatory phase time because that's when my confidence is delulu and much, much higher. You could try any artistic endeavors because you are feeling naturally really creative during this phase of your cycle, the higher energy phases. So creative work like painting or like for me, I find making videos therapeutic. I know that might not be the same for everyone else, but maybe like art classes or other things that bring you joy, like a coloring book, which if you guys know of an adult coloring book, let me know. I really want to start like listening to podcasts and doing coloring books instead of watching TV. Believe it or not, sex or self-pleasure is a form of self-care during this phase of your cycle. This is where (laughs) Your body is preparing for ovulation and then you are in the window of ovulation during these higher energy phases, so sex can feel very natural, very fulfilling, and as long as it's with a partner you trust, (laughs) then it should be a self-care act if you choose to do so. Um, if you can't hang out with the people that fill up your cup in person, maybe giving them a call or chatting with them on the phone or Zoom or FaceTime could be really empowering and fulfilling. You could also buy new clothes. I know in a previous episode, I talked about spending throughout our cycle and during our ovulatory phase. We especially like to spend money on things that enhance our our appearance, such as clothes. We're also interested in learning and consuming new things during this phase of our cycle. So maybe you deep dive on a podcast around a certain topic that really just interests you and makes you feel excited about it. Some examples of what I like to do as far as like self-care goes during the ovulatory and follicular phase is winter is coming up and I love to go skiing solo and just put on some music and get there like first thing in the morning to the mountain and ski on groomers or if it's a powder day and just like really get into a meditative state with nature. And it is something that requires a bulk of energy, especially walking up steps in ski boots. So um, I like to do that, especially during my follicular and ovulatory phase. But for me, it's like a phone-less time in my day that feels really good to just connect with nature. And in summer, this is like doing hikes and stuff. Since I'm on my phone all the time for work, I really like to make sure I integrate like phoneless walks or hikes or skiing. Um, I mentioned photo shoots I love to do during this phase of my cycle and then like socializing with the friends I do have. Have in town can definitely take place during these phases too. Back when I didn't live in the middle of the woods in Wyoming I know that like going out to concerts is something that's high energy and leaves me buzzing and really fills up my cup so if there were ever a concert <laughs> to go to here in Wyoming I would definitely prioritize that if I could during this phase of my cycle the higher energy phases. Now for the lower energy phases of your cycle, so the luteal menstrual phase, and remember the luteal phase is around 10 to 14 days and the first few days of your luteal phase, maybe even like up to five days, you'll feel like a pour over of energy from your ovulatory phase. This can mean that even though this is technically a lower downshifted energy phase, those first few days definitely blend in from the phase before. This is why cycle syncing is not black and white. But this is where definitely the cliche self-care comes into play and feels really good to have done just to like slow down to have like a quiet moment and to really like connect with yourself and give back to yourself. So this means having a spa day, getting your nails or hair done, perhaps going to a restorative yoga class or something that's just like quiet and not a lot of talking or high energy Um, This could also look like cooking something if you find cooking therapeutic, which I know many of you do. Maybe it's laying horizontal with Netflix and really just not doing a thing, letting your body like disassociate, um, reading, organizing, or nesting, that is a huge, huge forte of the luteal phase is nesting because essentially pregnant women are in a perpetual luteal phase while they are pregnant. That's why pregnant women are always nesting and organizing and getting, getting ready for their child. So, you can organize and make your space feel good and welcoming. You could do a face mask, some tub time, or like a bougie facial routine. I know for me, I love to, I follow this one woman on Instagram. Her name is Noi N-O-Y, Skincare. She makes gua sha and cleansing and skin routines look so I don't even know how to say it, like therapeutic and relaxing. And so during this phase of my cycle, I have a few of her tools and I do the oil cleansing approach, especially living in a dry climate. Um, I need... Oil cleansing. And so I follow her protocols with her reflexology tool, with her face tape, and with her gua sha. And so during the luteal phase or menstrual phase, I'll definitely like go all in and like play one of her tutorials and really just take my time at night in doing something for myself. Perhaps during the higher energy phases, you don't find yourself being someone who wants to sit down and journal first thing in the morning or even at night, but maybe during the luteal menstrual phase, this is a time where it actually does feel really natural to you. Um, Journaling can be great, especially during the menstrual phase where our brain's hemispheres are firing, especially once that hormonal veil has lifted. If you do struggle with painful periods, you know that moment where you're like, feeling that relief, which if you still struggle with painful periods, we need to talk, girl. But journaling after that relief and veil has been lifted can be super powerful because this is the time of your cycle when hormones are lowest, so feelings and vibes aren't as convoluted as they can be in other phases. You could try meditation, tea, maybe... Sleep in. Do some vision board and goals. Like, I always talk about on social media how instead of reflecting on the past month on the first Monday of whatever new month it is, I actually like to do this during the week of my period because... I reflect on what my last cycle was like and then I know that I've gone through all four of my phases and that because I'm in the week of my period that my gut feelings and reactions about what I really want to accomplish this next cycle are going to be kind of visceral gut feelings that I don't want to ignore. So, you know, if I was starting the first of the month in the follicular or even the luteal, it might not be as crystal clear or have the clarity that it does the week of your period. So I really like to journal and use those type of prompts during that week. And I don't, let me know if I'm the only one, or maybe you guys can start notating this if you're, I mean, you're obviously a podcaster if you're listening to this podcast. But I find that during the luteal and menstrual phase of my cycle, I really don't like learning anything new. This is where I actually prefer to Listen to something that's more uplifting and motivational. Maybe it's like an interview with someone about their story, like Rich Roll, I'll always listen to his podcast during this phase of my cycle, or something that's more around mindset rather than listening to something that feels like you have to start something new or change up what you're doing. I just find that to be really irritating to listen to (laughs) during those phases of my cycle. I also think self-care during these phases is saying no to social events, having certain boundaries around your phone. Like for me, the non-negotiable is having my phone on airplane mode, especially during the end of the luteal phase, and just feeling like I'm more in control of who's trying to contact me and how I can respond to them. Um, And I know this is sometimes a hard pill to swallow, especially like if you have family members that rely on you for certain things. But for me, that's been really helpful um, to set those boundaries so that I'm not Dramatically, like, irritated by misnotifications or text messages from certain people. So, some other examples of how I do self care during these two phases is I'm definitely a Netflix gal, and I always find myself watching like true ca- crime documentaries during the luteal phase of my cycle, without doubt. I do find that I watch more TV during that phase of my cycle, and I do see a negative correlation when I go like a step above, like too far. There's just something to be said around sitting around and watching a little bit too much TV. So what I do is try to pair it with another act of self-care. So cooking and watching a Netflix show is something that's like low energy, low vibes for me, kind of puts me in a meditative state and I still get to like binge some of the most ridiculous Netflix shows at the same time depending on what your own beauty routine is like. If you know me, you know I love a spray tan. I love lashes. So especially during the luteal phase where sometimes we feel like little trolls when we wake up in the morning, I like to make sure I am equipping myself to feel more confident by doing a few of those things at night. We're in the thick of the Christmas season now and perhaps wrapping things and organizing them if that is something that does not stress you out, if it actually brings you joy to do It. That could be really relaxing to do while you have like a Christmas movie on during this phase of your cycle. Can make you feel really, you know, fulfilled because especially the luteal phase is a time where we feel very nurturing and detail oriented and like we again we just want to organize these are all traits that I'm sure you know pregnant women if you've had child that like perhaps you've embodied that in your own journey and so we can tap into that and it's just a whole freaking vibe and I'm sure just by listening to these descriptions of the different kinds of self-care that fall into the higher energy versus lower energy phases of your cycle you can decipher something that you do on your own and where that would fall Into within your phases of your cycle. But let me give you permission because, again, this is not black and white. Phases are not black and white within our cycle. And these self care. Actions too can blend into one another, and that depends on maybe perhaps like what time of year we're in. Because you know, I always think that the physical season has an influence on how we're feeling, but also based on who you are as an individual. I'm just here to feed you some information that is food for thought, but. My main point with this podcast is I wanted to show you that self-care is not all created equally, especially throughout the different phases of my cycle or our cycle rather. I had a client that she had an appointment every two weeks to get her nails done and she was telling me that during the phase of her cycle, her higher energy phases in the follicular phase, she'd be getting her nails done and it would feel like torture to have someone hold her hand still with her not able to move for like an hour plus every two weeks or especially during that phase of her cycle because during the follicular phase all we want to do is get up and jump around and like take action and use up the energy that we're feeling and so to be forced to sit still may feel like not that relaxing in the end especially if you're thinking of like all the other stuff you'd rather be doing during that point of time. And if your self-care is bookended throughout the day, meaning it's happening in your morning or evening routine, that could feel different during each phase of your cycle. I just had a call with one of my one-on-one clients and she was mentioning how when she was in her follicular phase, her usual morning routine of like journaling and meditating first thing when she woke up felt like almost a waste of time. Because again, she was popping up with energy, wanted to just like get up, eat, work out, and like get on with her day and then other times in her cycle during the lower energy phases it didn't feel it felt great to meditate and to journal but it didn't feel that great to jump right into a workout it kind of felt better to do to do that later in the day so something we worked on was giving herself permission to have her morning and evening routines shift and ebb and flow depending on what phase of her cycle she was in so you are being given that permission slip too right here my dear And one rule of thumb that I love to tell my clients is that for every compromise that you make, especially during this holiday season that we're in the thick of, meaning, say you have like a highly social event happening around. The first day of your period. That's kind of like a compromise in my eyes because I take cycle syncing so serious. But for every compromise must be implemented an act of self-care. So if you have to go to the company's holiday party the first night of your period because that is something that is going to maybe feel socially draining afterwards and your energy will be low. Perhaps you have a massage scheduled for the next morning or you take half a day the next morning and you just lay horizontal and sleep in. Mainly I'm talking about compromises during the luteal menstrual phase, during the follicular and ovulatory phase. We can pretty much handle a lot of stuff and stress that comes our way, but we really want to have boundaries and self-care in place during the luteal menstrual phase so that we don't feel like our emotions, our mood, and our period is like out of control. We want to have a handle on it better. I'd be so curious if you've noticed times within your cycle where certain acts of self-care whether it's committing to a social event or a massage or you know a beauty appointment of sorts felt good or if it felt you know, annoying (laughs) because it's not your fault that you feel that way. It could just be what your natural tendencies and superpowers are within your cycle and how you just are trying to use them but maybe your act of self-care is suppressing them at that moment. Because we are in the physical season of winter, that means that it is kind of like the menstrual phase of our calendar year. This means giving back to yourself feeling restorative vibes throughout the whole season is definitely something that we want to prioritize. So I hope that this episode gave you some tips on how you can do that. And if you want to give yourself the ultimate form of self-care, I personally find that to be in one-on-one mentorship with a coach. So I've actually been in one-on-one mentorship for a year with the same person. It's been amazing because there's just something about a coach getting to know you on a deeper level and being able to call out your BS knows you on a deeper level so that you're actually able to progress in whatever your goals are. So my applications right now for the 2024 Q1 are open for one-on-one mentorship. I help two specific kinds of women in my one-on-one mentorship. I have women who just want help with like the health side of things, meaning we're syncing your habits, your lifestyle, and maybe even your personal calendar, and we're tweaking and completely immersing and customizing it to match your unique life. And believe me, a lot more (laughs) goes into it than just that. We talk mindset. We talk so many things like boundaries and also perhaps self-care. But beyond that, I also help CEOs with a cycle, women who not only want the health aspect help, but also how to align their business, whether that's their strategy, whether that's their marketing, whether that's their launching to their cycle so that they have more energy to back up their million dollar empire. Because so many of us, are energetically being held back from reaching our goals because we're already not like feeling our best where we are right now. I know for me in my previous six-figure business, I capped at a certain point. I hit a bunch of accolades and I thought the only reason I wasn't getting further was because I wasn't doing more. And let me tell you, honey, I was doing everything I could at that point of time. So like metaphorically in my brain, It was like, you can't get to that next level. You're already giving your all, Jacqueline. Like something's got to give. And so because I had no boundaries, because I wasn't taking care of myself, because business came first before anything else... The universe was like, we're not giving this to you because you don't have the right things in place. And now I know with my cycle sync business, I've seen all the success that I've seen because I, you've heard me say it probably on social media. My mantra is the more I take care of myself, the more money I make. So it is a freaking vibe inside of the House of Menstrual Mogul with one-on-one mentorship where you can literally have your cake, which is the success, whether that's money, whether that's better energy, whether that's weight loss or less painful period and eat it too, which is also take care of yourself and not burn out from it. There's just a few spots available for Not Your Average Women coaching or CEOs with a Cycle Coaching. I take seriously the energy I put into my one-on-one clients, and because of that, I do not have a million of them. It's a very exclusive boutique experience because I don't want you to have a watered down version of me. I want you to have the best version of me so you can become the best version of you. So I'll link below the application and sales page for both health-only clients or health and business clients. Either way, I hope that this episode was helpful. I hope that you expanded your knowledge and, you know, bandwidth around what self-care could look like throughout the different phases of your cycle. If you had any aha moments, please feel free to DM me. Please rate and review this podcast if you haven't already and share this episode with someone who needs to give themselves some self-care. Thank you guys so much and I'll talk to you next time.